This show may contain naughty language and explicit content. You have been warned. Welcome to Facehammer, an Age of Sigmar podcast. Bringing you product reviews, news from the UK tournament scene, as well as some pro hobby tips. So stay tuned and get ready for some hammer to your face. Welcome to Face Hammer episode 45. It's me, Russ the Faceville. I am joined by Terry, Stuff Cross Pike, Byron, Finn and Crispy Ord, and Les, <laughs> the Deep Dish Martin. <laughs> How you doing, guys? Yeah, very good. Is this, is I wasn't this expecting our, that at all. No. Is this for our Adepticon hype? <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's when we go to Chicago. Yeah. That's what it's about. Yeah, that's definitely what it's about, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So, uh, welcome to Facehammer, and uh, <laughs> we're back in the room recording after a bit of a hiatus. Um, yeah. Just your microphones or your earphones or anything. We are actually recording the show. I know. It's yeah. not even been a month, and we're like, it's been ages. Um, it's not been a month, and no. we have been busy. Yeah, we've had some illness as well, which doesn't help because then we all sound like we're uh, chewing on our microphones. Um, no one really wants to hear that. And I'm uh, trying to not sound snotty. Yeah, yeah. or snotty <laughs> guys talking about toy soldiers. No one cares. <laughs> um, if you want actually, that, you can listen to every other find... fucking podcast in the world. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, brilliant! Ooh. Right, so we're back, and coming up, some exciting news is Facehammer GT. Number dun, two dun, dun. or 2017. Yeah, we'll Coming call it 2017. This weekend. Yeah, we don't, let's not call it GT 2 It's 2017. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, coming up this weekend. So, um, this show, we are going to talk about Blackout. Um, obviously, we recently attended that event and uh, have some stories and talk about our lists and how we found the new General's Handbook 2017 meta. And um, what we saw there and all that kind of stuff. And we'll talk a little bit about if we were going to Facehammer, what we would take. Or what we think is going to be a very strong army at Facehammer. Uh, and talk about some of the stuff we might see at the weekend. Um, and that'll probably be- wrap the show up, I think. So, um, Are we going to title it something really clickbaity like, The Best List in Age of Sigmar Now? The list that will win the Facehammer GT order one click bundle and paint it in three days no um so we could, um, we fair, we're pretty on the website though couldn't we we could get the what we all predict will win uh face on a gt send it to bar and he can have an element games one click and then if anything wins then people can just click on it and buy it um, i think we could let's we'll do that with les's army because Les's army yeah. never changes that'd be quite easy um <laughs> we, can't, can't, we can't do it with a mime because it includes a load of stupid models that don't exist anymore <laughs> Um, which makes it more tricky. Uh, you could just so, put yeah. any old elves in the basket, and then you could play. With all, you could just call them whatever you wanted. Then, couldn't you? Yeah, these executioners are going to be white lions. Just call it cl- cloak men. <laughs> yeah. Call it generic model. Ben. Could be anything. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you paint it nice. If you paint it shit, paint it nicely, you get away with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're something mean, right? Um... So we are going to talk about blackout, and uh, we it was it was fun, yeah. We all had fun, yeah, yeah. yeah. As all the Chris's events are amazing, so it was really. Yeah, amazing. I've um I've had a larger gap than I would like 
um, attending Tomlin events, and it was really nice to go back for one. Uh, so I like it's a bit of a slog, but I can't say anything because I just expect everyone in the world to slog from the south, which is where everyone who I play Warhammer with hangs out generally, all the hey. way up to the north. Anytime we run an event, so we're driving up there on Friday. Yeah, exactly. I, I can't wait. You guys gonna love it. You gonna start early? We have yeah, to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So blackout. Um, we we already covered our list, didn't we? We talk about what in we the previous one. Stuff. Yeah. So um, I, mean, I take the same list everywhere, so it doesn't matter. Did yeah. I talk about my list? I wasn't here. Uh, maybe you didn't actually. I can't have um, if I wasn't there. No, probably not. So do we? Should we just? Um, we'll just quickly anyway go through what we actually took because I think at the time. The submission on the day, we hadn't really decided what we were taking, um, like the ins and outs, you know. Yeah. So, um, um, I'll, I might as well start off. Um, I t- I took uh, Nighthaunt Allegiance Death, um, and I basically took uh, two Tomb Banshees, um, and three uh, Karen Wraiths, a Vampire Lord, um, five Blood Knights. Um, a Mongol and 21 spirit hosts. I had one unit of six and all the rest were in freeze. Um, for an artifact, I took the light shard of the harvest moon, which allows me to pop it in a combat phase and reroll all my hit rolls for all night haunt units within six. Yeah, and... we some cool stories about that rerolls over the weekend. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> It was a nice little thing. Um, and for the command ability, I took the Ruler of the Spirit Paths, or whatever it's called, which allows me to re-roll the pop-up. Um, my general was a Karen Wraith, and the Light Shard was on a Karen Wraith. That was it. Did um, I'm not sure if you spoke about it in the previous one, but did you cover why you got six dudes in a unit? Um, I did it because I thought maybe it would be useful, and... I wouldn't do it again. Um, okay. I would just take units for free uh, because I just, unless you've got um, lots of wizards or buffs that only affect a single unit, then I don't think there's any point in me running a big unit of ghosts. Uh, I'll talk about that in more detail when we go through our list, but um, yeah, anyway, I'll get on to that. But I, I don't want to get into the analysis just yet. I just want to talk more, say what lists are. So uh, what did you yeah. take, Byron? Uh, okay, so I won't go into the analysis because there's a lot of it with mine. Um, it didn't seem like it changed too much from previous iterations, but actually that's because I tried incredibly hard for it to play similarly. So I took Mixed Order, surprise, surprise. It was all turquoise, surprise, surprise. Uh, it involved mostly elves that did nothing and then five Judicators that did more than all the elves. Surprise, surprise. So it had a dragon, uh, the high elf one. It had two uh, Frostheart Phoenixes with dudes on top, a Lawmaster, a Empire Battle Mage, a Sorceress, which is the Dark Elf Sorceress, uh, five Judicators, five Warlocks, which I've never taken before, five Warlocks again, ten High Elf Spearmen, ten Glade Guard, ten Glade Guard, and if anyone's mega good at Metal Mass and knows all the shitty units that I use, that leaves me a hundred points spare, which took the form of Belvin Vortex. Yeah, just all them, all them elf toting mixed order lists. But it was a special Bellwind vortex, wasn't it? It was Terry, Terry Pike sponsored. You're, you become a Bellwind wanker like the rest of them. Yeah, 
We're a nice one. Like, we like you. And the, the nicest pill in America. <laughs> yeah. Is that what's going on my gravestone? Yeah, Byron Ord, Bellwin Wanker. Brackets, nice one. <laughs> cool, I'll take it. Bellwanker yeah. Vortex? Is that what we're going to call Wanker it? Board? Yeah, well. Bellwanker Vortex. That's what we're going to call it now. So that's why it's got a nine inch template, right? Yeah. Face Hammer TM. Yeah. That's why you got to stay three inches away at all times. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> right, this is getting dark fast. Terrible. <laughs> I took loads of men. We and then what did take. you take to the event? Um, <laughs> loads of men. <laughs> I, I, I had... Go on. No, Can I, I try and tell you your list? Let's go on. Yeah, let's let's move swiftly on. Go on, Byron. Off the top of your head, what was my list? Thirty plague bearers. Thirty plague bearers. Thirty blood letters. Thirty blood letters. Thirty blood letters. Blood letter, blood letter herald on Jiggy Jugger, uh, the wizard Jeez, dude man. with four friends. Gaunt Summoner and Familiars. Gaunt Summoner and Familiars with their extremely confusing rules. And a herald of Nurgle. Yep. Angry Corn Flagman. Oh, yep. And uh, a Bloods Crater. Bloods Crater, Blood Stoker. Um, and the Murder Host Formation. Um, the Skullmaster was the general who had Cunning Deceiver and the Chaos Talisman. And I did also have another artifact, which I never put on my list because I completely forgot I could take a second one by having a battalion. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I realised that on the way, on the drive back. I was like, oh, I had another artifact that I never picked. <laughs> Basically, all your artifacts and traits in Chaos add up to Cunning Deceiver and you just yeah. don't need anything else. Right? And I should have put the Talisman on someone else, but we'll get to that later. Um, yeah, that was the whole list. Just 150 men and five heroes. So, okay, yeah, cool. good times. So, um, Les, what did you Took take? Stormcast. If if you Google Stardrake netlist, that is what I take. No, um, yeah, that's what I took. Um, which Let is me basically... Google that while you're talking. Um, yeah, so Stardrake, uh, Relictor, Castellant, Venator, Haraldor, uh, Liberators, Judicator, Judicator, Prosecutor, two times Fulminator. Standard Les build with uh, Storage Defender and a Lightning Chariot. So did anything... Pardon? Le build. Le build. Le build. Did anything <laughs> change uh, GHB 1 to 2 to the I... game? Yeah, I got everything got cheaper. No, well, not everything. The dragon, guy. the dragon got cheaper. The javelin guys got more expensive. No, so, twenty points less. Yeah, so you got a triumph. I did. Yeah, I did. You remember to use it? Yeah, all the, always. It's um, it depends where I rolled it. I used it against Laurie. It was quite good. So cool. Badass when you got a monster. Those triumphs are good. It's really good when you get reroll armor saves on something with a one up armor save. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you yeah. get to reroll ones anyway. Yeah, but like if someone's rent two, then I get to reroll two times. <laughs> Exciting for you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> right. What so, fun we have with these models. I, I so, almost almost considered not taking a hero and putting in a lawmaster so I can mystic shield the Drake and then make him a bit more fighty. And then redid it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Why wouldn't you give him hand of glory, just reroll everything? He doesn't really need it. He doesn't do a just, lot. He just gobbles a couple of guys off and then stands yeah. around and doesn't die. Yep. You've just, that is the tactical analysis from Byron, which is a bit yeah. spot on. Stands around <laughs> and gobbles everyone off. Doesn't die. Doesn't die. Um, I forgot Likes to say it. When you hit him. 
Dangerously close to the truth. Right, yeah. so on mine, I forgot to say that I took the talisman, I've just written talisman, talisman of blinding light, um, props. I took that on my dragon and I took reckless, which is now a unadulterated bag of disappointment and tears on one of my birds. It didn't what, matter. What Byron means crap. is it's not the standout auto include that that's really ridiculous. I just want Cunning Deceiver and I'm jealous. <laughs> All right. Play Chaos. <laughs> I would do if I could take something stupid and fun that I already had painted that had taken me four years. So there you go. that's never going to happen. <laughs> no. Um, so I don't know how we, we want to cover it really, but um, I guess we just uh, just talk about our list, how it got on in our game. So I'm happy to start if, um, if yeah, crack on. as being the low. Oh, no, I wasn't the lowest, was I, Terry? Um, oh, we'll start with lowest. I should probably go first. Yeah, go on then. Um, <laughs> I, I, did I have my worst ever finish at an event like in I my in my life? Spoon. I thought you were going for the spoon at one point. I couldn't get the spoon. I, after day one, table. I was told I couldn't actually get the spoon because someone had actually lost more games than me. Well, you got uh, 10 points yeah. in your first game, so... Yeah, so at that point, I, I, was, I wasn't able to get the spoon. <laughs> um, so I had to, you know, settle with no spoon. But I did... Oh, I only come fifty six. That's that's terrible, but not the worst I think I've ever done. Just just slightly market. next to Ben Diesel. Yeah, no, that's my worst finish in Age of Sigma. I think. Ugh. Oh well, won't be telling that sort of list again. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, I. Uh, so what happened, Terry? Because you you were confident going in. You thought your list was. I was confident uh, this list was going to do really well because it had a murder host, really tanky units in the plague bearers. I had some anti-other horde units with the Gaunt Summoner, and I had some tankyish heroes to survive the, um, the you know the hero catching scenarios. So I thought I'd do all right. Unfortunately, Murder Host Light is junk. It's absolute junk. If you if you take it properly and you max out the formation and put eight corn units in it, then it's worth taking. If you don't and you just take seven or less units, it's rubbish. I still think your list really, like, really good. And we'll, we'll get um, to, I could, get I to could have won boss. all my games. They were yeah. all very swingy, but it's just, it's rubbish. Like, yeah. it didn't feel strong enough as a list. It was okay. It was because you don't have anything that kills their stuff you need to kill? The bloodletters kill everything, unless... The unless they can get dies. to it, right? Um, yeah, no, it's more that if the blood secretor dies, all the blood letters just fall off the table in one turn. Because you just kill half a unit and the battle shot kills the other half. Um, but even then, they like, lose the their effectiveness too quickly. attack what they can fight in combat, right? Yeah. So you, you don't really have a way to get rid of key pieces or... No, you can't reach... Well, reach around. You can't reach around and get to heroes. So do you think the... The disparity between your two very different types of units was an issue at all in the list, Terry. So you got the the bloodletters, three units of thirty that yob it out and do a load of damage, and then the plague bearers sit back. Do you think it's a problem that things end up kind of spread out, or um, the issue is there's no there's no third unit, so you've got a combat unit, you've got a tank unit, but you've got no shooting unit. Yeah, that's what the list suffered from. It had nothing that could just. If they had, like, I don't know, a super buffy hero stood behind 10 to 20 blood warriors or, you know, a screen or just in a place where you couldn't actually get blood letters because they, you know, you've not got style, they can't fly, 
there was there was just no reach to to hit stuff. It needed some warp lightning cannons or some sky fires or just just anything with decent range. I mean, you, you are normally they normally they are shooting attack on. Oh, they you you either pick them up or you you yellow swag them. Yeah, you just launch them forwards with Sal before, so they were almost a shooting attack because you could just pinpoint what you wanted and throw them into it and then get to go first. Like whippy run charge bloodthirster them, and then obviously they can't hop over stuff. Then they can still make it a very long way. Yeah, the um, problem I've kept finding is is you do your murder host move at the start, you don't get very far, you make your moves, and then you don't get any of the charges off. Yeah. So you're too far away. You need the extra two d six the full murder host gives you with just like the baby host or host light or whatever you want to call it. You you just don't get across the board, and then you're you always just put yourself in a vulnerable place because you do don't first take turn. the combats. It doesn't do that corn first turn that yeah feels like it should unless your opponent it's, has moved yeah, up. Yeah, unless your you opponent can... comes forwards to you, which. They probably won't because they're not stupid. They're not going to walk towards 90 bloodletters when you can fail a charge. They wait for you to fail, then they come and attack you. The problem I found with the, the bloodletters was with when you when you soul bomb them into something before, you pick your target, You that's your only combat, you go and you just kill everything. With these, if you don't get the charge, they kill most of a unit because they just die so easily or they at least get 11 models killed, so you lose the plus one on the mortal wound, Um, or they go into you, kill a unit, you fight back, don't do enough, and then they kill the other unit. Like, when when we played our game, I found that my big unit would, you know, um, you'd go into one big unit, your dragon killed, like, half of it, I attack back the Frost Phoenix at minus one to hit, or whatever it was from your... So, was it the sorceress? Yeah, minus one to wound. And minus one to wound. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, it was oh, both. Minus one it to was hit both. and, and wound. And you, and you just don't do enough, and then the Frostheart just kills them all back. Yeah. And then the other unit, your other Frostheart killed them. So I did a couple of wounds to each of your of your big monsters, and then the big monsters just absolutely destroyed the units. Yeah. Did you find kind of... it a problem as well, having two static heroes? where you've got a banner that you plant and you don't want to move, and you've got a guard of Bellwind you don't want to move, and then you've got what? I, did, I didn't have the Bellwind. I, I oh, didn't have not? that. No, if I had it, it would have been amazing, because I've actually had a bit of reach on the Gaunt Summoner. Um, he he needed the Bellwind, I think. I didn't need that Nurgle Herald. That 100 was, points for that Nurgle Herald yeah. should have been a Bellwind. I was going to say, like, that... it's a bit weird. Because like, like, I think that when you're playing like Duality of Death, you don't really have resilient... And you said you've got resilient heroes but you don't really do you've got five wound heroes that aren't very resilient yeah. and you don't um, have any monsters the, the jugger one was enough to just get up there quickly with the chaos talisman but unfortunately when i played byron in duality of death he had a, a six wound fireball a six wound doom bolt and a five wound dragon breath and killed three heroes plus byron's got fr- lots of three monstrous, monstrous flappy dragons um Conveniently, Terry had three units that can only really fit on the table, kind of in a four, three deep, like eight to ten long blob. And then I had a lot of things that could tag more than one unit on each of its corners and just stand there and be resilient whilst debuffing. Um, And the scenario was helpful as well. Yeah, like I said to Byron at the start of that game, if you just kill the heroes, 
the game's over, and then he got the the six. The, you know, roll d six for the fireball six, kill that hero. Roll d six for the doom bolt six, kill that hero. Dragon breath that hero five dead. I'm like, oh, because out of eighteen mortal wounds, you did seventeen and killed three heroes. It's ridiculous. When you wrote that list, um, did you? I mean, it's a bit weird because, like you say, like you're you're kind of like running your blood letters in front of your plague bearers, but then your plague bearers are like your shield to protect them. It, I put the plague bearers to... in in case I played like other murder hosts and things that aggroed me really quickly, so the plague mm. bearers could just tank it all, then the bloodletters could go in afterwards. But what I found was this I did play any of those right? sort of lists. I mean, against Byron, do you think you would have been better off doing that anyway? Um, and not using the murder host at all, and just uh, going, well, I can keep my bloodletters back and use my my plague bearers as a screen. I, I think you just don't bother at that point. I think you take one unit of 30 bloodletters and those other 60 just become something more useful, like shooting attacks, well, pink sky horrors, skyfires, <laughs> sky pink horrors, um, warp lightning cannons, maybe some storm fiends, just anything that shoots. It just needs shooting in there, and it, it had none. Two um, skull cannons in the murder host? Uh, no, you can't <laughs> take them in the murder host. It's only bloodletters, juggers, and um, flesh hounds. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty sure it is. I have to double check. Um, it may be murder house, uh, maybe skull count. I'll double check. I don't think they get went in that formation. Uh, you just take all blood letters anyway, don't you? Just take 150 and do it right. Um, I should have had the chaos talisman on the blood secretor. I don't know why it was on the skull master. Um, I think I just wrote the list and plonked it on him because he was the general. I, I didn't even consider putting on the blood secretor who it should have gone on. Because um, that would have kept him alive potentially in a game when I played Les when he um, twatted him off turn one. <laughs> um, but you know that that's five up save against Les would have probably been enough to survive. So which um, out of the scenarios then, what which ones did you? I mean, how many games did you win, and which one scenarios were I like? Oh, that was easy, or not? Not all two. Um, the hero one was a terrible matchup against Byron's three big monsters because he literally only had to tank them for one turn and he pretty much won. I think it's tough for you anyway, right, with your list. Oh, yeah, the, the heroes are really slow. Um, I needed to play someone who had equally slowish heroes. Mm. Um, and I, I wanted to YOLO the, um, the Skullmaster out, but I rolled like a one. I, I rolled a two on uh, three or something on his murder host and a one on his run. So he basically went nowhere, so I couldn't even get to you know the objective to contest it to make the dragon or whatever I have to fight him off of it. Um, not that it really helped because he got he got flame breathed off for one shot anyway or whatever it was. So that's a little bit sad. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that was not a good um, scenario for that. You definitely need a fast um, hero or the ability you know to summon like a hero onto it because that count does that count as moving onto it? I can't... No. No, so that doesn't even work now, does it? You I can't don't summon think a hero. So. Anyway, I don't know. You yeah. set up a hero, don't you? Yeah. yeah. I'd have to double check that. But yeah, so there, there's options. I think you just need a, some faster heroes. Um, some Something that flies, Lord of Change. Okay. So that, that scenario we established was difficult for you. Yeah, it was um, not a good so one. So what are the scenarios, the other scenarios, you, you, which ones did you win and what... Why were these the ones you won? Um, what was, I can't remember what the, the new ones are called. So the first one was the the four, um, like the corner. Oh, no, it was the weird deployment. That's like Total a, like Conquest, a, yeah. The Tetris layout that And that's where massive like. regiments score more. 
Yeah. Than yeah. Um, the that one, uh, that was the blood, um, one unit of blood letters went early quick, um, uh, quick early on in the game, and they just got an objective, scored up, and then at that point I was just ahead, and then it was just a slog fest. I played a mono Nurgle list with like 100 plague bearers in it, and the, the blood letters and plague bearers just slapped each other for five turns and not a lot died. <laughs> um, just I managed to get ahead, and not a lot really happened in that game. It was, was that just because of the murder host move you got. I got, yeah, forward quickly, got the murder host and move off. The formation meant you could take the turn, I guess, and. Yeah, I just went first, put it all in there, and went. Well, go on then. You can, you can, you can fight me now if you want. They're all buffed. You, you've only got really plague bearers, and he 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 blocked off his massive skull grinder base, not skull grinder, soul grinder with um, loads of models, and couldn't get round. And I was like, well, that's brilliant because you blocked yourself off for a couple of turns. So my plague, bear, my um, blood letters really aren't in any threat. Um, so you I won did delete that one. And yeah, I won that one. Um, the last one we played, which was. Oh, I can't remember the new names. Um, what What's the scenario condition? They, the comets drop down. Star Comet. Strike. Star Strike. That's it. Um, yeah, that one. I uh, I won that just because the comets came down in a decent place. Because um, your army's quite slow, isn't it? After the first, it, it turn, is it's after quite the slow. murder host. It is really slow because um, you don't get to do the murder host in every. No, hero phase, you get to do it once just at the start the beginning, of the game. and then all your stuff's like movement five and four, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so the fastest thing is the juggernaut, like moves seven or eight. Yeah, eight. it's not, it's not a quick list at so all. So you, you could say you're a little bit lucky on that to get them dropping where you needed them, right? Um, yeah. You've got Bloodstoker to give something a little bit. Extra yeah, I mean, you can get one of the bloodlight units. Uh, over quicker i mean one's going to drop in your bit anyway one's going to drop in the middle as long as you get the middle and your one you're fine because you're just going to win anyway aren't you because you'll have two to their one um if people hold back as well on that one to see where yeah. things happen you could just cover the your your lack of speedy movement doesn't matter quite so much because you can blub up plague bearers and just get yeah them in the, the way. i mean the plague bearers are amazing i'll definitely keep them in lists because of what they do they sit on an objective and they hold it for you know, five turns potentially and don't really die. Um, and you lost, yeah, a, so you lost Scorched Earth. Yeah, that was, um, that was a pretty unlucky game. Um, I went forward, murder hosted really badly. Um, my opponent then moved forward, got off some decent charges, killed one unit of 30 bloodletters with five score reapers. Literally every single attack hit and wounded and everything did maximum damage. I think he killed like 27, 28. But you, you couldn't get across the table, basically, is what you like No, because he um, he had a big unit of Blood Warriors and loads of um, dudes behind his objective. I couldn't get close enough to, to actually get in range of it. Um, and I failed, like a, I think it's about an 8 on the charge, with plus 3 from the, the whip, so I needed 5, I failed it. He just moved the 10 Blood Warriors forward and just killed the entire unit of Blood Because he was buffed um, with plus 1 to hit, I think, from the one of the... the um, from the Priest, yeah. The Priest, yeah. So he was hitting on 2s, and he had plus 1 to wound from the her- uh, the Skull... Um, the Jugger Hero, Lord, yeah. Jugger Hero. Yeah. So he was wounding on 3s, hitting on 2s, 
he was mystical, so he's re-rolling to wound, and he probably killed about 15, 20 or so. I attacked him back, and then the rest just killed me with their piling, so yeah, the, yeah. just killed themselves. At that point, I'd lost all my blood letters, and he'd had one turn, he double turned me back and just killed everything. If if you use the blood letters and get double turn, they all die. If, yeah. if you are in a good place and you double turn them, you kill everything. If they double turn you back, they kill all your blood letters. It, it only goes one, one, you know, one or two ways. You you but die or they die. You were saying that because you've got the murder host move, and you're using that to pressure them. Would you generally be taking the first turn? So you you're not on a chance for a double, are you? No, in that game, he had two formations. He dropped in like two drops and made me go first. Mm. But you normally you so, would go first anyway, right? Because you want um, to alpha strike. It depends, because if you don't do very well on your murder host move, you just move up a little bit and then give them the turn. Okay, because it's before um, the game, isn't it? Because so. it's before the game starts. So if you don't do too good, you you know let them move up. But they were sort of averagey at best, so I had eights for most of the charges. So I thought, well, I've got three charges. There's, I think there was a an eight and eight and a not i think it might have been a nine with a plus three so i needed a six i thought well out of all those three two eights and a in a six i'm gonna get one charge and i'll and i'll dictate which combat happens first and unfortunately better off doing like using your like one unit of blood letters as an alpha strike then having your plague bearers as your second wave of resilience that they have to get through it, it would have probably been a better another, way of playing it but i, I just wanted to of... test out like the, how the murder host sort of works. Yeah, I know, and... but I mean, after your tournament of playing five games and oh yeah, yeah, would, would um, you I think wouldn't that's that a valid. Again, you wouldn't, but just yeah. not. I, I just it doesn't it doesn't work. There's no range threat, so the list just doesn't work. It's not it. It does one thing, not very well. It, it's not like oh, I've got an amazing. It's an all sky fire shooting army. It does shooting really well, but it's not very tanky. It's it's quite tanky in the plague bearers, but without the bloodletters getting the key combats when they want them. It just doesn't do enough. So then um, with with what I was saying about having the bloodletters going in alpha striking and then the and then the plague bearers as a wall and then the using those other bloodletters as a third wave rather than being bloodletters, they could have just been sky fires or lightning cannons and they're doing damage from turn yeah, one they're doing range. Dam- yeah. Yeah. yeah Is that what you would do? You'd drop the murder host <clears throat> Drop the blood letters down to one unit, and then take the rest points you save into range stuff. That's uh, that's effectively what I'm gonna what I've done. So I've dropped all ninety blood letters out, dropped the murder host and the herald and the corn characters. So all I've kept is the sixty plague bearers and the gaunt summoner. So I've I've kept like six hundred or so of that two thousand points. Blood letters. No, I've, I've scrapped them all. Um, I've put in um, Skyfires, Stormfiends again, Lord of Change, some other heroes. I've I've gone like completely different direction with the list. The Plague Bearers were amazing. Um, they were like the only thing that performed well all weekend, and the Gaunt Summoner was quite useful as well. Um, and other than when I played Les, and he just got shot off by Rain of Stars and some bows or something. <laughs> But otherwise, yeah, they just I think with the murder host, it's too fragile to to do it like the cheap way. You just go all in, did and you, you spend two thousand points on blood letters. Did you find that not playing the scenarios before the event 
Um, oh yeah, massively. Um, they mm. they are similar enough to the old scenarios, but they're different enough that they don't work the same. That's what I was about to say to you, like that they seem really close and similar to the old ones, but actually when you play them, they're they're very when you, different. When you first give them a read, you're like, well, that's three places of power, but with two. Uh, but then, then your heroes heal and they do other things. It's like they, the it, at face value, they look similar, but they're really not. And the distinct difference is the um, like behemoths being a thing as well. Yeah, and also the the you know there's there's a lot of differences between duality and um, three places, three places, and the same with like Star Strike. Star Strike's much better. Very different to Gift because you've got yeah. three objectives, not two. Yeah, so that you actually in uh, what I found with old Gift of the Heavens is you both just play on your own objective, then one of you just goes for the sneaky denial for one turn, yeah. so you win. Yeah, this one because you have to play for the middle of the table and your own. You can't just camp your own objective. Yeah, and the denial um, thing's not a thing as well. So no, um... the the one thing I didn't like was the first deployment style that yeah, weird jigsawy leg. Yeah. I mean, just... battle for the pass. Yeah. Well, no, it's the it's... one that's like a step, so you have no, like that, a free. That's it's sort of I like me engaging. Like battle for the, battle for the past staggered. plus token unit. But I think battle for the past a lot of is, tables. is one of the scenarios. So it's that's end to end. Yeah, I know, but I, like looking around the tables at the event, I think people put if people had a convenient unit that could fit in that tiny little slither, they did. But a lot of people just yeah, I suppose it would who, look like. Look, would look like a lot that. of people who won their games play Battle for the Pass. Uh, in in my analysis of that one, do you know what? Actually, quite a few people I spoke to said they just deployed normally because they couldn't be asked with figuring it out. <laughs> they played the scenario how it was meant to be played with the objectives, but they just deployed on the twelve inch line and said we can't be asked to work it out. Should we just play twelve inch on? It's one of the first um, one of the first events, isn't it? People kind yeah. of overwhelmed with new armies and because there's no measurements, the you have to like work it out. Yeah, yeah, you have to work it out based on the tiles being like twenty four inches length and width and whatever. If if it just had you can deploy, you know, in, in little numbers next to all the angles, it'd probably help a little bit. I think for me it's the it's where the corners are where it sweeps around, it's nine away from their territory basically. Yeah, but then it's a so, curve. Yeah, yeah. So it's not actually a, it's that's the bit that's a bit confusing. But basically, you get like a three inch on one of your tiles, and then you you effectively get a twelve inch, but then not all the way across. So then you get like a fifteen inch, I think. But anyway, it's, yeah, it's um, it was interesting. Um, if someone brings out like I don't know a template that folds out onto the table, that would be awesome. Or something, yeah, like something I don't know, some MDF template that sort of slots together and makes that shape, it would be cool, because you could just plonk that down and go, there we go, that's my deployment zone. <laughs> I know where I'm going. I don't think it's too it's... difficult to work it out once you you understand the kind of the principle of being nine away from their the steps yeah. deployment zone. It's just it's just understanding that and then You just look yeah. at it and you're just like, What what's just twelve one something, it's fine. No. <laughs> I think it's quite good because what it means is that on your your basically your left hand flank. You can't put any big monsters. You can only put a three inch. You've only got a combat gauge of deployment zone. Yeah, so you, you get thirty bloodlets in there. Yeah, you can put like infantry and cavalry, but you just can't put like a stone horn because you just can't fit it because its base is wider yeah. than that. Um, so I think it's quite cool. I mean, like it allows. It for some... made me think with my monsters. Yeah, I can't like if I get a line, then I can make the same. 
kind of fortress shape I normally make with different things on the corners depending on what's going on. But I really like I felt felt a bit overwhelmed the first. I was just like, uh, and you're only eighteen inches apart as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you deploy straight on, so I think it's quite an interesting. I quite like it. I, I I don't. I find it a little bit annoying to work out where to deploy, but once you get past that, I actually quite like the challenge that gives you with your deployment. Yeah, I agree. Um, but so basically, then Over, Terry... overall, <laughs> the army looked quite cool on the table. Like well, three big blocks of thirty blood, letters, three big box blood letters, two big blocks of plague bearers, and then like supporting heroes for the so units. Like, it didn't look that it, cool. The fact you'd borrowed like four different people's models but uh, well three different people but that's in all there so whatever um i won't be doing so it again. Thank you these people what's you got them on what's you know at this point for letting uh, nah, that's all right i'll thank them anyway but yeah it's, uh dobby lent me 30 and uh dave fraser lent me 30 and russ lent me 30 as well but you just use russ's army though most of the time anyway I borrowed russ's a few times recently but i've been working on stuff i've got stuff unveiling soon don't worry about it um, I won't take this list again. Okay, right, cool. Just no, <laughs> no, it doesn't work. It. I tried it. It doesn't work. Um, I thought it would on paper, but you you just have to have some shooting. You need some range to, unless you can like teleport into stuff to get to it. You need to be able to shoot it, and I can't shoot it or teleport to it. So I should have known it wasn't going to work just based on that. But I, I tried it. You know, I think it's very easy to say that having had the games you had though, like you could have won. I could two be games that, fair, that you had in particular. The three games I lost yeah, on a dice easily. roll, all yeah. three of them could have mean one. Yeah, like so. they they weren't lost, lost because it was terrible. They could have all been one. I you know I got a bit unlucky and I could have played better in some of the games. Like when I played against um, Les, I didn't bother putting out some chaff behind him to stop dropping the the javelins down because I was like, well, he probably. He'll probably get them in somewhere, so there's no point in me dicking around trying to cover the whole back edge of the board. And is he really going to hit and wound with all of them? And then he did the three wounds and the rain of stars, and one rend, one or two spear, whatever, just twatted him off while he was on a two up in cover. Just popped that one, and he was dead. You know, that was just, you know, I, I could have done something about that really by having the Chaos Talisman on him, because in a five plus save out of those five wounds, I probably would have saved two or three of them. So. Never mind, it happened, but you know, it it, it wasn't great. <laughs> cool. Um, cool. So I guess I should probably go next then, as I uh, yeah was the next lowest, highest, I don't know how you say it. Yeah. So um, I finished twenty fourth um, out of sort of eighty, basically. Um, uh, I think yeah, I think it was seventy eight, seventy nine. <coughs> it was good, good turnout. out. So. Um, I didn't expect to do amazingly well because I'm using a Nighthorn army, which I see as a little bit of a quirky list anyway. Um, you're a bit restricted because you've basically got very limited access to scrolls. Um, you haven't got a lot of um, things in your list. You've got a couple things. They do one thing. They all do the same. And um, where I could have took Hex Wraiths for some variation, they're just not worth the points for what they do. Um, so you're just better off having more spirit hosts. Um, so I took, um, all I found with the list is the not having range apart from the Banshees is, um, a bit of a problem with death, but actually with the, the way that the night haunt works where they pop up from the spirit realms, 
this is actually not too bad because you can literally envelop people and get board position so it's not it's not as bad as it is as i normally feel with death and actually the the army is very grindy so you get into combat and you've always you ignore rend and you're just rolling lots of dice and sixes do mortals and you just chip away chip away um if you have a couple bad rolls on armor saves then it has a massive impact um and likewise you could roll 18 dice and not get a single six that happened quite a few times with me um or conversely, you could roll eighteen dice and get seven sixes. So it's like it's it's very swingy. Um, that's a good and a bad thing because actually your opponent sort of goes, "Oh, I'll, I'll just fight this hero. We'll fight them for a couple of rounds, and then you just roll five sixes, and they're like, oh, okay, whoops, oh, he's dead.'" Um, so <laughs> the the army itself, um, I put the blood knights in, and and really they were to give me something different just a different unit that has some impact um and i put a, a vampire in just to give me a wizard basically so i got a mystic shield and things like that um so how did i find it um yeah i found it fine i think i could have won any all of my games i think the, the list was it's good enough to win all the missions but you have to be very um on point with all of it you need a little bit of luck um and I think I played badly in places in two of my games. Um, so basically, I won out of my games. I won all of them bar two. Um, one was against a change host um, in duality. Uh, we actually misplayed the scenario, so he was retreating onto objectives and scoring, which you're not allowed to do. Oh, uh, yeah, that's like the one key thing that's changed in that scenario is you can't retreat onto yeah. objectives. And uh, I think yeah. that would have made a big difference. I could have played that mission better. Um, what I didn't really think about was the impact of me attacking horrors and the. I mean, what I should have done is I should have played a very negative game by basically putting my stuff on the objectives, setting up, because I had quite a lot of capturing i had seven capturing models so i could have um i got board position early i got charged into him i could have literally drip fed my heroes onto the objective surrounded them by ghosts and not attacked i just i'm not attacking you i'm just not going to attack you um because if i attack the horrors then he could split into horrors and then they could then snake out and get within three of one of my other models and that stops them charging so it literally just like that was kind of the annoying thing. I kept getting tied up by horrors splitting. I should have just not bothered attacking them. Um, it's a little bit negative. Um, yeah, but then it's that's where the horrors' power lies, is in splitting and just chaffing up your whole army. But if you don't kill them, they're shooting you, they're magicking you. So I don't yeah. have an answer to it. I can't do anything about it other than wipe them out in one round. But the problem is my army doesn't do that. It doesn't. It doesn't alpha strike and kill a unit in one round. Apart well, yeah, from the you blood don't knights. know if you're going to kill it in one round because no. you might not roll any sixes, like I, you said. I got really lucky. Like I went in and I basically vaped an entire unit of ten horrors in one round of combat with one with three spirit hosts. I rolled ten sixes, killed the whole unit. So that's eighteen dice, ten sixes, take it off. You know, yeah, it's pretty legit. The other one, I got nine sixes, and. Then he ticks the one for the battle shot, gets models back, splits into another unit, ties up the Mongol, and it's just it just was all like, man, this is no good. Um, I had some really bad luck trying to get rid of the Lords of Changes, and then because they fly, they were flying out of the units onto the objective and capturing, which obviously we know they can't do, but 
that's hindsight. Um, so I lost that game, but I think I could have won that. Um, I didn't play particularly well. The first time I played against the change host, it caught me out a little bit. Um, it's a strong list. Yeah, it's very there's strong. so much, so much clever little sneaky things it can do. Yeah, and um, the bell wind can just can just go away. I hate it. Um, just oh, I'm on a bell wind. Suddenly, my army can't touch you. Brilliant. Because uh, you haven't actually got any range at all, have you? I've got two banshee got screams, arc- but they're both they're all bravery ten. So wizard? I've got, you got one. Any one yeah. But he just died on first turn because he just gets yeah. nuked off. It's like literally, there is no point in me even trying to get rid of that guy on the bell wind with the two spells that do T six more wounds. I just couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. Um, but the the guy I played is really really good. Like he's been playing the army, um, you know, for a long time. It's not like he's just picked them up and um, yeah. Who was it you played? Uh, it's Mike. Is it from the Doggers? Oh, oh yeah, I played him at um, the other Tonnen event, the Weymouth one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was he was really he knew what he was doing. Um, he beat me at that Weymouth event as well with the same yeah. list. Yeah, nice guy. Played it really well. Knew what he was yeah. doing. I was kind of, I mean, to be honest, I wasn't in the best frame of mind on Saturday. Um, you were hanging, wasn't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, uh, uh, yeah, sort of probably this should just clarify. Um, I went. I stayed with um, Pano, Liam, and Carl Smith for this, and. Um, on the Friday night, things escalated very quickly and ended up in metros and then didn't get out of there till 4.30 in the morning and got back to the hostel. Um, At what time did you actually go to sleep? 4.30 was when yeah. I got back. So, Standard? Yeah. Um, then <laughs> I woke up... What time did the round start? <laughs> nine, I think. Um, oh. I played um, Matthew Crowd in the first game and I literally sat down and he had like a very, very strong mixed murder host army he had the baby murder host but he actually had warp lightning cannons and all the rest of yeah. it, the stuff he should have had um and he i looked at his list and went his list is really strong i i'm really really hung over uh, i don't feel very good at all and then he did his first turn and then i stood up to do my turn and it felt like the whole room moved up with me and i was like i have to go to the toilet and then i threw up in my hand by the bar um <laughs> Got into the toilet and chundered. It was all good. Um, then those black sun boys are a bad influence. They are. They? Well, actually, it wasn't. It was Liam and Pano. Really, <laughs> um, they were trying. I think they were trying to initiate me into Team Extreme. But um, <laughs> um, yeah. So we, we. Anyway, anyway. So game two, I was I was hanging like I literally from at lunchtime. I think I was sat with my hood up in the corner. You were so the, funny at lunch. Quickly the, about this. Someone come up to me while I was queuing for food, and they just handed me your lunch ticket. And was like. Russ, Russ wants you to get his lunch. He he can't get up. I said, all right, okay. So I come back over thinking, he's probably going to look a bit rough. You looked like you were dead <laughs> when they gave you your sandwich. You were like, I couldn't oh, even eat I'm it. so sick. No. You were just like prodding it going, I can't When did I bring this. you watermelon, that was That was what cured me. So um, literally during the game with Mike, you, you gave me some watermelon. After I ate that, I suddenly got the, the recovery hungry feeling and on and i certainly needed i need food i need fluids um not obviously not alcoholic fluids um no. and basically like my dinner was this chicken wrap thing which was cold and i had that after my game with mike i'd like sat in the corner at my cold chicken wrap it was pretty graphic <laughs> um so i wasn't in the best frame of mind so that's I kind the of... worst i've ever seen you it's yeah. the worst i've ever that's... been yeah, I don't. I've never felt so loved as when I presented you with watermelon, though. So I could have kissed plus, you. On the plus side, you you, you didn't look it like 
I imagine that you imagined me walking towards you like across water with light coming from behind me and like angels singing in the it background. Made me you were just be like, can I have some? <laughs> Is that for me? <laughs> it was it was literally like, you know, like watermelon power. It was like, oh my god, it's like not not bread or beige, um or or like reconstituted meat, brilliant. Um which is stuff I can normally eat okay, but at the time I was going to say was the like, food was actually alright. No, it was good. I mean, but but it didn't, it wouldn't matter how good the food was. No, I I was I was done. Um, and anyway, so I wasn't in the best frame of mind for that game. But basically, Night Haunts don't like most of it. Does mortal wounds? Doesn't like spells. Um, he was able to get rid of all my heroes. Um, I couldn't get rid of the Lords of Change. I was really unlucky with my attack rolls on those. Uh, but you don't really have anything other than roll the dice and hope you roll well. That's kind of how it works. But I couldn't grind him because I couldn't. My men weren't surviving long enough because of the the magic was doing too much damage. It was just it was just graphic, really. Um, so yeah, I lost that one. First game, I I won that quite convincingly. I managed to use the blood knights to take off a massive unit of blood letters. I got ghosts behind him, banshees behind, screamed off the warp lightning cannons. Um, was able to use the Mongol to grind for an entire unit of um, blood letters. That was really good. So uh, the Mongol was a particularly superstar of my army. Um, I think it's better than it was. Um, particularly, Wait, is, isn't it? Well, crap now, the right. The reason I think it's better is because it's now better against big units of men. Because it's what tanky. it what it does is you get that five up save against everything. Um, it's worse if you've got mortal wound, like it's worse. But if you don't have mortal wound output, it's really good at just grinding off troops, like big. It's, it's troops. like a great and clean one that ignores Ren that actually does damage and it heals itself, <laughs> which differently now. So before yeah. you might attack with it first and it wouldn't heal, but now it heals at the end of the round. So it's kind of like, is it bad or is it good? It's actually probably better. Because it means you're always getting those wounds back if you kill something. Um, I, th- I think it's much better now. You've lost a little bit of power output, but you're so much more survivable. You've lost one more rend. It's less survivable against stuff that's mortal wound output, which you know people wanted to use to kill it. But what it does now is it's really, really good at just grinding through units. Um, doesn't like stuff with really good saves, but then you've got my army doesn't really care about that because I've got so much ways to do mortal wounds. So for me. It, it was something that did something that nothing in my army did, which was it's kind of a theme. It's like a bit of a key piece. I would probably run two um, because it's that good. Um, but I mean, the Blood Knights, they're a bit of a, a thing. Like, I had the 400 points of allies with the Vampire and the Blood Knights, and that's basically a straight swap for another Mongol. But the Blood Knights are kind of like, they were so hit and miss for me. Some games they were like great, other games they died really easily. Against when I played Joe Purcell, they basically just got mystified for two rounds in a row. But they would have won me the game if I hadn't have had that because they would have cleared off all three of Joe's objectives. Because what they're really good at is killing units like Shock and Awe, going in and just wiping units out. Um, they're quite distracting as well. People put a lot of effort into them. Um, and I kind of like that. I kind of like they leave my Ghost Bros alone for that. Um, yeah, so I played Joe Purcell's Skyfire Army. Now, I did something a little bit risky in this game. 
So it was during Scorched Earth, and what I did is I intentionally left a lot of my stuff off the table and deployed my heroes. And to be honest, there was no terrain to hide behind. There was literally no scenery on this table. It was ridiculous. Um, but I hid my, um, put all my stuff in the corners, and I I put some stuff on. And he went first. Basically, went across the table shot my heroes to try and stop me better come on because if you don't have any heroes you can't bring your units on um i was able to survive that and then double turn him back but i had a really bad turn of rolling for my spirits to come up because i lost the model that gives me two dice pick the highest so i or the re-roll sorry on the come up from the ground so i lost that and um i had some bad luck in places but i didn't play it particularly well the mystical terrain really screwed me over um, and I lost that game to Joe with Scorched Earth. Um, it was a lot closer than it could have been, so that was my other loss I had. Um, and I played against Stormcast Army, which um, Mongol and Retributors just just brilliant winner. Um, and I was able to use my Light Shard to basically delete an entire unit of um, 10 Liberators in one round of combat. Um, so that was like 20 wounds done from my Spirit Hosts and my Wraith. And that was a really good game, actually. That was that was quite good fun, that last game. Um, and also I played um, a Sylvaneff army, which the Dryads were actually a real problem. Like, Dryads, just minus one to hit. It's just like, that's such a big deal for my army because I'm not doing mortal wounds. Switches and, off that. It just like, switches it's one, it off. Same with Blood Letters. Like, as soon as you lose the... The, the trigger effect they're just useless <laughs> yeah and and to be honest like it was a big deal for me like i i couldn't do anything about it um and i luckily um he he we were playing battle for the pass and he allowed me to come up behind him and i was able to get into all of his characters and i basically brought my entire army behind him and charged my blood knights forward which they they died fairly quickly um but the my army come up behind him and basically like almost herded him off the table and the dryads were at the front of his army so they're at the back when i come up behind him um yeah. so and to be honest i they worked with the mongol basically did the dryads in a couple of rounds once it got into them because it's it doesn't care about minus one to hit really it, it still does what it does um yeah and that obviously the bravery is quite low so i had the banshee screams were really good um yeah, so that was that, and um, so I did all right with the army. I think for me, if I just go through quickly the units, um, Banshees quite good. They come up uh, nine away, but the screams ten, so it's quite good keeping them off the table, bring them up, and scream in low bravery things. So good against like Sylvaneth, Warp Lightning cannons, that kind of stuff. Um, actually, not bad in combat as well. Ren two on their attack with D three damage only hits on a four, but hey ho. Um, Spirit Host really good, like really solid. Mongol was amazing. Um, I, looking at what you can take in the army, I wouldn't bother with Black Coach. I wouldn't bother with Hex Race at the moment. Um, I just don't think they do enough, really. I'm not. I mean, maybe they might go in for some speed for some screening, but you don't really need it when you can pop up. Um, you don't have a lot of choice. Um, the allies is the only thing you can really play around with, and 400 points is not enough to really get anything substantial. You could take Arcan um, as as an ally, but I, again, it's like, yes, the spells are useful. He's quite good in combat. He's fast. It's something I've thought about taking, because I think he'd be quite a nice 
model to have in the army because it, it, I think mostly for the unbinding as well it gives you something to counter uh, I just don't think it gives you enough magic power to warrant having him obviously you can't use the command ability anyway um, and it's kind of a little bit of a weird one to so take him it's like yeah you've got a mystic shield you've got an arcane bolt and you've got curse of the years but you get the extra range, but you don't because it's not the general. But I think it's not plus. the general, so but I think that is get... my beef with the special heroes. Yeah, is you lose out something potentially really good as well. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, he's he's like because he's an ally as well. It's it's not brilliant, and you think to be honest, a Mongol would just do more. Um, and I think a second yeah. Mongol would probably do more than the Blood Knights. It would allow me to have more of a protection um losing the wizards no big deal really and i think one thing i did notice was the this i do you know six spirit hosts and there's just no point because there are times when you just want more you want to be in more places on the battlefield at once um the army really struggles with um armies that have lots of men um because you don't do a lot of high quality damage so like when i played joe and he's got like 60 guys he's basically got like three units of 10 brimstones and three units of 10 marauders doing a wound to a brimstone is the same as doing a wound to a star drake it's just not you know it's not efficient um without that's the only thing that hexrish might be good at because they'll probably kill those units quicker um you don't really have anything to do that other than the mongol or in my case i had the blood knights so normally that should be enough, but the Blood Knights... Uh, actually, the Wraiths, the Can Wraiths are quite good at it because they get to re-roll to hit and, you know, they do damage too. they got three attacks, but because they've got more than five models in the unit, you get to re-roll to hit. So they, they only need to get a couple through to start chipping away. Um, but yeah, I mean, the army was fun. It was fun to use. I was really glad I got the army painted and I managed to get a painting nomination as well, which I was quite happy about. I did it basically in two weeks, so pretty happy about that. Um, I enjoy playing with it. It's very challenging and it's kind of quite relaxing as well because you don't have to think about a lot other than like you don't have to think a lot of rules, but you have to think a lot about a lot of what you're doing with the units. Um, and I think as well, it's quite it's quite good that your opponents kind of underestimate um, what's happening. And you might have three spirit hosts on one side of the board, completely kill a five wound hero, and the other side of the board that five wound hero kills a unit spirit host. So it's like, well, it's just you can't really predict what's going to happen. So it's quite exciting. Um, but yeah, that was my Ghost Bros experience. And um, ironically, AD Mac took the same list as me, um, and he uh, finished one place above me, <laughs> annoyingly, um, because of uh, he got an extra sports vote than me. But in VPs wise, I had almost double his VP, so uh, and I managed to take best in death faction because um, that was all based on victory points, I believe. So. Uh, yeah, with my seven and a half thousand, that was uh, pretty good going. I was pretty happy with that. Yeah, pretty decent. Yeah, and that was me. That was my blackout. So cool. yeah. I don't know if you want to take a and, break. And, there. You, and you were blacked out at one point as I well. Was. No, I didn't have blackout. <laughs> I still remember it. I just uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks for that. So I think what we'll do is we'll take a, a break, come back, and we'll go through um, Les's and Byron's <coughs> list, and then we'll do a little bit about Facehammer. Sure. So, yeah, we're back in a sec. Facehammer is sponsored by Element Games. So for great customer service, all the latest Age of Sigmar releases at 20% off, and all your hobby needs, go to www.elementgames.co.uk. 
To support us directly, click through the banner on our website and let them know that you came from us. Right, and we're back from the break. Um, so, Byron, um, you were the next highest Facehammer member at ninth with your Things are uh, confused, aren't they? mixed elves bird <laughs> list, I guess. Yeah. yeah, mixed elves, five storm cast, and one lonely, lonely human, I guess. <laughs> Perhaps he's, yeah, the confused one. Yeah, so I had, um, I guess, like... I I had really interesting games, but I think the kind of the interesting thing about my list is the approach that I took coming to this event. Um, so the list, as I took it to Heat 3, played in a very particular way, and it relied on two things that had been pulled heartlessly away from me. Um, I, I had, like, three crutches, and two had been whipped out, and they were the most important two. Uh, one was Techless. He cost 200 points. He's got plus two to cast, and he gets three spells. I don't give a shit what those spells are. They were plus one bird save, plus one bird save, plus one bird save on a two up three times for my frost hearts. That's devastating to list just like flat out. That's awful. Um, even more important than that, uh, which helped me with first 10 charges. Uh, lots was reckless, which used to be you get to rerun charges and run rolls uh, for everything within 10 inches of your general. So, that was like my bird brigade, um, like the, the fluffy feathered squadron just got to make two charges out of three pretty reliably with three rolls if they went straight forwards. Um, and we had a little chat. I was doing generic wobbles beforehand and you said, oh, maybe you just need to play the list differently. And I think you're entirely right, but I don't know how to play the list differently and I don't get practice games in and everything was going to be up in the air and changing and people were going to be trying out huge regiments and all this stuff anyway. So what I did basically was I tried my very best to make my list play exactly how it used to, even though two of the most important parts of it out of three, with the third being the birds getting their saves, um, had had been taken away from me. So I undenied for ages, like quite a lot. I looked through different options. I looked at like Balthazar Gel or any or, or equivalents or basically any wizard that could get off a couple of spells. Um, if you're in chaos, there's multiple options for people who are a bargain. You can do two spells. Terry's taking one of them, Gaunt Summoner, um, with pluses to cast or, or whatever. Um, in order there is just not. It's like Alarial or Bust. Um, I've got an Alarial. She's assembled, but she's not going to get painted fast. So that wasn't a thing. Um, a funny ground, like looking at dropping something else or changing the dragon for this or whatever. I read the order book a bit and then I just thought, like, well, I really like playing with the dragon princes, but I could swap them point for point for warlocks. And what I had been doing is looking at my list that had gone down significantly in points from a 400-point dragon to a 340-point dragon, uh, 160 point dragon princes to 140 points. Um, uh, the birds were 240 instead of 260, so I'd gained a load of points, and I was just trying to add stuff with that. And instead, what I did was I just swapped stuff out. So essentially, rather than taking those extra points I'd gained, I just uh, I swapped point for point dragon princes out for the warlocks. Uh, had to take units, couldn't take one unit of them or one unit of Dragon Princess, because I've got strange converted models and I wouldn't have felt 
it's just not something you should do. Like I, I know that I'm on the cusp of what's kosher anyway. Um, so tunics of warlocks it was, and that solved my lack of spells ish. And then the other thing that solved it was I had a hundred points left over at that point, and that makes bell in vortex, which is a spell, and it's an additional spell, and it's an additional spell in the first round, and the or the first turn, and possibly the first three if your opponent gets a double, which is kind of the way my list works. Um, if I'm given it, I just yellow stuff out and with a good save and hope it sticks around. And perhaps most importantly, where I'd lost that reckless, um, a Bellwind Vortex pushes your stuff forwards if you summon it behind it. So deployment was quite specific and odd for me, and I had to very carefully put mages, like a couple of them, behind my my bird brigade in various positions in order to shunt them forwards um and that helped them then get in and get their charges off a bit more reliably um obviously if my opponent had taken first turn and they'd moved forwards a bit that helped me out but um yeah that was kind of kind of the idea of things so i really really carefully tried to make my list play exactly how it played which borrows from um that in in magic, which I always like to think about when I play Warhammer, because I don't have to play Warhammer very well. I don't have to play magic either, but I listen to a lot of podcasts about it. Um, whenever a new set comes out, a lot of people take mono red aggro, and the reason for that is it just plays the way it plays, no matter what strange new fanciness is going on around it. So I took that approach, didn't change anything, or tried my best not to, and tried to play a list that same, just was the same as is the last time I'd run it out. So it worked pretty well, actually. Um, it was absolutely exhausting because Warlocks are not resilient and Dragon Princes were, so my fast units that could score were super, super fragile, so where, where the birds were really mattered. But um, the thing they did do was I actually had the potential for quite a bit of damage, um, potentially on the first turn if the Bellwind pushed a Warlock forwards and a Battle Mage forwards or or whatever, and then the Vortex obviously doubles your range. So against people like Terry, I took a Fire Mage, which you're kind of flying by the seat of your pants because Fireball is not reliable. You roll a dice to see what happens when you roll another dice. So um, it's not like you roll a dice, you do that many wounds. It's you roll a dice and you either do one wound, D3 wounds, or D6. So you can roll that D6 and then get a low roll. Um, but the list had potential for quite a bit of poke with the Warlocks, uh, the Battle Mage, if he was fire, the Sorcerers could do a bolt, or the other Warlocks could do a bolt. And it also had quite a lot of debuff to hit potential. I took a Shadow Mage in two of my games, I believe. The Sorceress, the Dark Elf one, she's a minus one to hit spell as well. And the Talisman on my Dragon is minus one to hit against that model for one round of combat. So I was thinking there was going to be heavy bloodletter amounts, and there were. Um, although there's always that problem with once a game items where you you wait too long and then you should have used it or or whatever but um the list did really well i came unstuck against ricky with his stormcast and just felt completely outclassed um i would really like to know how i should have played that game um it was a difficult scenario as well what's the diamond one that was gold patrol with battle for the pass that one yeah um it, he had a badass list he was um dropping from the sky wherever he liked. He had a Griff Hound to stand on his one, and um, he just, he absolutely beamed me. Um, the list felt very, very 
felt kind of lacking in that. He also did a lot of mortal wound damage against my guys with mortal wound protection. I didn't do very well on my saves, and he did well on his D3s. Um, and, and things didn't really go my way. He ended up doing pretty well with his list, though. Um, and then I played Terry, uh, where my approach was to think, like, right, i got to play this with optimism. And my optimism came off. My debuffs to hit and wound were also really helpful. And like we've already mentioned, I managed to tag corners of units. Um, and when you've got 30 guys and they've got a dragon on one corner and a phoenix on another, and all the ones around the phoenix at, at minus one to wound and all the units at minus one to hit or minus two if, it gets, if it's against the dragon, uh, they really survive a lot longer. I played Paddy with his Sylvaneth. Uh, Dryads are bloody good in big units, but um, I got my guys into them. And uh, Doomfire Warlocks did five wounds to Dryker and then Judicators shot her a bit. And some Glade Guard did five wounds, which is the most unit of Glade Guard has ever done in my life. Um, and I played a Flesh Eater Courts army as well which was really good for my list. Um, I just sent around indestructible things and, and went uh, went gobbling. And finally, in my last game, I played Kieran, um, who plays his list so well and just doesn't make mistakes. And every single option he has, he seems to take the one that's the most annoying for you, which means that he's playing exactly right. His, uh, his guys were running away and not fighting a lot on... Um, on objectives and things like that, which is really hard for me because I need to be fighting in both my opponent's turn and my turn in order to chomp through things. I've got high-quality attacks, but I don't have many of them. Um, he played that really well and kind of made me scrabble for it. But, um, yeah, overall the list was it was really fun to play, but really difficult. Like, I came out of the weekend very, very glad I played it, but also kind of lusting for the idea of playing with an army like iron jaws i'm not saying they're easy to play but they your movement matters and you're playing to the scenario matters and it's not like you've got 17 ranges of buffs and then five spells you need to get off in order and and all of that type of stuff yeah uh, but you yeah, I mean, you only lost one game didn't you yeah so i lost against ricky and then i think i got um I lost against him, and I lost about 700 points in my army. And then I think against... Uh, I didn't drop any points. I think I lost like 100 points in one of my games, didn't drop any points in two others, and got... I, I ended up with a very solid amount of victory points. I'm just checking it now. 7,620. Yeah. Um, very good going. Yeah, they did really well, actually. Um yeah, it was very fun. I could tell that I was playing with a list that I knew the style of, and my opponents were perhaps... Like, I played against Ricky, and he knew how his list worked, and he, he made it really hard for me and, and smashed me in. Um, obviously, Kieran knows how to play Iron Jaws very, very well. So I, But a couple of the other armies, I, just, I knew what my game plan was, even if I didn't necessarily understand the scenarios. Uh, one thing I will say was, I, firstly, I was fairly lucky in a couple, especially against Terry, but um, my army benefit was benefited massively by the fact that you score more later in these newer scenarios. So I just, I had my opponents point out in a couple of my games, like like absolute gents, like, uh, Byron, have you forgotten anything? Like, Kieran stopped me at one point and said, uh, Byron, like, look at the table. Before, like, do you want to give me the turn? Are you sure there isn't something you should have done? And I was like, uh, what? 
had no idea what he's talking about me. So there is a, there is an objective there. And I was like, no, I'm not touching that for now. Um, so I really enjoyed playing for the late game with it. And it's something that my army kind of has to do because it's not got many men. And I need to kind of uh, build up board superiority or go up things where I need or start, like take down 11 blood letters or whatever it is. Um, earlier on to kind of start scoring mid-game and then in the final couple of turns get in with those four or five points that really, really mount up. And um, I find that type of play really rewarding. But uh, yeah, that was it. It was um, I think a few people have asked about the list. It's the same bunch of crap I normally take. Um, I hate Glade Guard. I'll just say it again because I've not said it enough and can never say it enough. They are absolutely dreadful and if I could swap them for Judicators and have them painted fast enough, I would do it at the drop of a hat. They're crap. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> they're, uh, they look nice, and it would, it would break my heart to not use them. I wish I could use them as something else. I really do, but there's there's not a, there's not about. I need my battle line, and I'm playing like a weird edge elite list, so it's kind of it, they feel very core taxi. Um, Judicators are badass. They're so good. That champion does more damage than both of my Glade Guard units added together. Um, Battle Mages, I don't know why other people aren't taking them as well. Like There are barely any options in this game where you get to decide like with eight options what thing you're going to pick. It seems really weird to me that people don't take them, but I guess if people are going for particular allegiances, then it's not it's not a sexy... He's not on the point store or anything. It's not like a sexy choice, but flexibility is pretty awesome. So I really enjoyed playing with that. And probably didn't use him as well as I should, because with that many options, you've got a lot more chance to make mistakes with what you choose. Um, but yeah, also using the Bailwind was fun. I didn't feel like I was particularly taking the piss in any of my games. Like I wasn't reaching out and deleting people's armies, but it, it did feel weird to be using it exactly how I was using it. Um, there were a lot of the. Did anyone groan when you did it and start pushing your men forward? No, they were kind of. I gave him a load of shit. They were, no, he did. <laughs> but I was using his disc. Um, no, Terry's really helpful and like taught me about how to do things. Um, that, no, people were more like they were kind of weirdly fascinated by what on earth I was doing because I think people are used to someone dropping a disc and saying like, right, I can reach thirty six inches in that direction now. And I, I was not concerned about that whatsoever. It was, my guys are at this point, this point, and this point. They're going to be pushed exactly at this angle. They're going to end up here, here, and here. Um, and my opponents got what I was doing. I said, like, my agenda is this. And then they just kind of look at me and help me by saying, like, okay, this guy's going to move to here. And at the end of it, they'd be like, oh. Um, and then I'd run my dragons forward. Uh, yeah, that's that's it, I guess. It was good. I had fun. I played nice opponents. Kieran is annoying because he does things that make it hard for me to win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's good at he's good at um, playing well. <laughs> yeah, I I like. I've, there's not been many games I've played where I feel as much as I do with him that he just knows exactly what he should do and like it's a really sure decision at pretty much every single point. And he plays the scenarios so well, and it is like. I kind of I have respect, but also annoyance for him. I told him in the game, but um, he like he knows what I should be doing better than I do, and he knows what he should be doing. And I think there was one 
choice where he had a choice for who to put his uh, inspiring presence on, where he chose a unit of brutes to do damage and not die, rather than his big unit of hard boys to carry on irritating me, which I'm not sure if he did the right one, but every single other decision he made was the one where you think, you're like, please don't do that. And just hit it straight away, one second in, he's like, okay, these guys are going to flee in that direction. And he's just like, oh, God, you're really going to make me work this hard, are you? I just wish Kieran would take really good lists. I think if he was taking a good, strong, powerful list, he'd win an event. Oh, yeah. He um, just stop, stop, needs you stop taking like quirky things and like, <laughs> like take like a bent list and sort of you know take out an event. I mean, look at Wally did it Six Nations with you know the strong, strong cast list stuff, yeah, so. exactly. I think he um, he got three wins in this one, and um, his first couple of games were just like maximum kills, lost nothing, um, and then he had a couple where he came unstuck. But uh, he knows how to play that list inside out and back to front, I think. So maybe we'll see him smashing it with Iron Jaws at some point. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be interested to see someone do well with uh, the new Iron Jaws Allegiance. I'm sure it's a potential. Um, so, um, Lesson, I guess we'll talk about your, your stuff. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, so um, I, um, I turned into Terry Pike and, uh, and finished fourth. <laughs> again um so um yeah like generally the the, the list that i've been taking the star drake um stormcast build um hasn't really changed much with the new re- release of the actual sort of like the general sandbook 2017 um the the matchups that i'm good against i'm still really good against the matchups that i'm not very good against i.e change hosts stuff like that you know, still beat me. Um, the added advantage of sort of like the change in the meta with everyone taking massive units is that the Star Drake and two units of Formulators rinse massive units. Yeah. Um, so pretty intimidating blob, isn't it? Yeah. So it's like you you look at sort of like the Drake and the Formulators have such a small footprint, but can quite comfortably fight thirty of anything. Um, you know, I mean, all it takes is to get a little bit, roll a little bit above average, and you can like delete units. Um, you know, I played like League Whitehead, um, and I put two formulators into. Um, I think it was, I think it was thirty um, ghouls, and I did something like I think it was like eighteen wounds. You know, in one go. Yeah, they'll, they'll do it. And it's just that's two formulators tagging the corner of. 30 ghouls um there it's just it is still sort of like the the massive regiment stuff doesn't bother me um the with regards to the missions um it can be quite difficult um especially is it total conquest has got the massive regiment sort of like yeah. truck on it. total conquest was quite it is, is always a difficult one for me because i've just got such a small model king um and all it takes is you know the you know you to get 20 20 models or 30 models onto an objective and it and it sort of like stops me scoring um um yeah i i think that's always going to be the main problem that i'm going to fight find was that the game is, you lost that was yeah that was the only game i lost it was against um matt leons um and yeah i um <clears throat> I've, I've got like a new notebook and i've wrote down sort of like my pointers from the game which is like uh deployed star rate really badly um and like i've rolled 
quite below average with my dice. Um, sort of like I just was wasn't hitting anything. But I think that was a lot of that was due to Matt's formation that he had, which was because he had um, Blight Kings um, yeah. and he had the formation that was minus one to hit them. And when you're reliably looking at like threes for the the your judicators, when they become fours, it can be quite difficult. Um, and yeah, just I, I've got Denny. I mean, against Matt, I, I only got four hundred and ten victory points off him. Yeah. Um, which is not a lot for my list, I don't think. Um, think It's really hard to deploy. Like, if you've got a key monster, that scenario, like, I felt completely out of my depth and lost and confused when I was trying to work out where to put my dudes in in that scenario. It definitely makes you think a lot. It's a weird one because of the, obviously they can be on your objective quite early on with, um, obviously on this, this, this sort of like the thin deployment zone. Yeah. You know, I've got five liberators there, and Matt's got like ten blight kings. You know, we don't need to do the math or to know what wins in that situation. Um, and, and yeah, it was. Um, it just, I, I, I felt like I played. I was a little bit rusty. I felt like I played a bit bad um, against Matt. And you know, um, it's my, you know, ongoing thing at the moment is to like lose my first game and then sort of like get a bit more focused afterwards. Um, but yeah, no, it was um, it was good playing Matt. Um, but yeah, Total Conquest is always a bit difficult. Um, Duality of Death. Um, I played uh, Elliot O'Neill um, with a Murder Host, um, and again, sort of like killing his characters. He, he had like a Bloodthirster, and he had um, the, like the standard Herald stuff. And I've just got the tools to reach out and touch sort of like his heroes. So it was a case of um, I, I deployed. This was the first the, the first chance I got to deploy against a murder host, um, and I I had sort of like a, a, a setup in mind when um, against it because obviously uh, blood letters can come directly into your army and cause loads of damage. You know the Starbuck really doesn't want to be fighting the you know. The, you don't want to give the bloodletters an in on the first turn to the the Stardrake early. Um so I, I essentially deployed the Stardrake um and sort of like ringed it with um Liberators and the prosecutors whilst sort of like bunching up to give everything the, the staunch defender anyway. Um what I made sure I did do though was um when I deployed the Liberators in front of the Stardrake is I made sure that the the gap where the Liberators, I made them an inch apart, um, and I made sure that that gap between the Liberators, the inch apart, was within three inches of the Stardrake, so that for for Elliot to pile in, if he attacked with his blood layers, piled in to maximise his amount of attacks coming in, it would have brought him three inches, it would have brought him within reach of the Stardrake. So then the blood layers go, kill the Liberators, the Stardrake's three inches, it then piles in and kills the unit of Blood Letters without any damage coming back to it. Did he have the full-on murder house? He, he did. He had a mini one. He didn't have a full-on one. He had sort of like, um, I think he had, I, I think he had three units of Blood Letters. I, can't, I can remember um, sort of like doing the same thing as I eventually did against Terry, which was I um, basically decided that to, to break down the murder host, it was a case of Right, I need to play for a double turn um, and hope that I get it. What I need to do is I need to not allow the blood letters to be able to attack me back so I can't multi-charge different units. So it was a case of Stardrake goes into one unit of blood letters, make sure that it tags it on a corner or a flank so that he can, can't maximise his pylons. Um, and then whilst the Stardrake is going to fight that one unit, I then completely shoot my entire army at the next closest unit 
um, and deal with that. Um, then the Star Drake goes into that, you know, blood layers and hopefully does a lot of damage and, and doesn't take many wounds back. Then play for the double turn, retreat and charge the Star Drake out of the unit that is that is already damaged. And then hopefully have enough because most people bunch it up, hopefully get enough space to be able to go and get into another unit of blood layers. Um, and then the entire army shoots the, the, the depleted unit of blood letters that the Star Trek had already fought. So then there isn't much sort of like left, if that makes sense. You sort of cripple yeah. each unit in turn. So you ignore one unit, fight one unit, shoot one unit, play for the double turn. If you get it, retreat the Drake into another unit or put the Formanos into another unit and, and do it that way so that you can sort of, you just take it apart piecemeal. And once you've, got that double turn if you get the double turn um you, you, there isn't really a lot left because you've two units of judicators you know prosecutors two units of formulators and the mortal wound breaths and um and the the night venator into one unit of blood letters you're going to kill you know quite a lot out of that 30 um and you Once know in the below start- 20 they're a lot a lot less scary as well yeah they're more manageable um so yeah like uh, that is essentially what i did um and managed to kill his heroes um and elliot went up uh, early in duality of death and then i sort of like played for the later turns um you know it's a bit sort of squeaky bum at one point he like ran me quite close but i managed to sort of like pull it back on turn five um quite a high scoring like victory point game i got like 1790 off him and he got 1340 off me um then uh, I've got down uh, my next game against Terry, which I've wrote cock and circled next to it um, in my book, which obviously is like, you know, my respect for Terry. Um, and he, he did sort of like, we were playing Battle for the Pass. He he did his murder host thing, uh, moved forward on, on the first turn. Um, and we'd already had this discussion sort of like off air a couple of days like prior saying for me to beat his list, I have to kill, get a bit lucky, kill some key pieces and play really well. Um, and, you know, I think that's kind of how, how it went. Like Terry sort of like said earlier on, I, um, Rain of Stars did three wounds to the Blood Square banner. Um, <clears throat> he deployed in a way that allowed me to get my prosecutors down. You know, I rolled the three up, they come down. Uh, he rolled the one, I did two damage and killed the Blood Secretor on the first turn. And then I did the same thing against Terry as I did against Elliot, which was, you know, um, put the Star Drake into one unit of Blood Letters, shoot the entire army into another unit of blood letters, play for the double turn, get it, and go into the, the unit of blood letters that I had already damaged, wasn't it, Terry? along those sort of lines, did the same yeah, thing. That's again. pretty much it. One at the Star Drake yeah. ate one unit, the shot. following it is killed one unit, and you shot one unit. In yes, this, and that was... This is one of the missions where big units trump scoring, right? Yeah. So I remember coming over and you, you were saying that you, you looked like you were like, I thought the fight, but you you were like, oh, I don't think I'm going to win this scenario. No. I I didn't think if I, well, I I was playing it that it was massive regiments trumped everything. So when Les had like I don't know four or five models around one, I was still under the impression that my whatever was left in my big unit would would be scoring it. No, like, no it's not massive regiment. It's a unit of twenty or more models. Um, yeah. yeah. So as soon as you're below twenty. You, you don't count it doesn't matter yeah i see i i was playing it like if he yeah, had played, at one point you tried to you you put one plague bearer one blood yeah it's like well i'll just contest your objective with this one plague bearer because he was a big unit wasn't he yeah does he lose the rule for being a big unit at 20 like and i, I had, was just I, that's got, how it, i was playing that's it. not <laughs> how it's it's not written massive no. regiment it's units of 20 or more models 
So yeah. if you don't have 20 or more models in the unit, it doesn't trump. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, like Tay was Tay was up. Like you know, I've got the scores in front of me, and it was like turn one, Tay scored five, I scored one. Turn two, Tay scored five, I scored three. Then turn three, I scored three, Tay scored three, and then turn four, Tay scored three, I scored five, and then it just you know it just went on from there. Really, yeah. it was. What well, I said to you: if you kill that blood secretor, you win. That's that's all you need to do, and then the blood letters just die because you shoot them with you know judicators javelins rain of stars you just chuck a few hits into them and then the battle shock just kills them all yeah. but even though they're bravery 10 they fall apart so quickly it's because you do more than 10 models in a turn don't you really yeah you so know. you're losing d6 plus a couple more every time yeah so it's it's you know it's they do fall down quickly it's only a five up save on them after all and most of your stuff's rend one and re-rolling ones to hit and yeah against chaos and it, it, they do just fall down, and especially when you did not Rain of Stars, the other one. Oh, yeah, um, the uh, Rolling Thunderhead. That yeah, you were literally in. parked next to a unit. You're like, oh, I'll just Rolling Thunderhead this unit of 27 dudes or whatever. It's like, oh, roll 27 eight dice, wins. cool. Yeah. <laughs> like eight more wins. Yeah, and kill, kill eight there. dudes, all right, cool. Yeah, it's it's really handy. And you can run and do it because it's not shooting attack and stuff like that. It just people forget that it's got the ability to do it, which is... Well, you uh, mean you could run and charge anyway, couldn't you, from the... Um... Yeah, I mean, run, you can, it's not shooting attack, though, is it? So, no, I mean, I mean from the horn. Yeah, when, from the so you could just run and charge anyway, so it was a bonus. Yeah, and that was... You know, I got... I, it just everything went my way, and like I don't think you. I mean, you yeah, killed. I shouldn't. Models, I but... shouldn't let you get those prosecutors in the back of the board. Unfortunately, you'd have just dropped down in front of me and done the same thing. Yeah. So it's... wherever you went, you were still in range to javelin off that dude. It was just unfortunate that I was in terrain and rolled a one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It's. I mean, it just all went my way. I think, and like you know, what you, I don't think you you killed a couple of models, but you didn't get any victory points. I didn't get any points because I killed loads of stuff, but nothing was dead at the end. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that went my way. Um, I then got to play Luke Whitehead on Scorched Earth, which was um, first time I played that um, against his um, Flesh Eater Quartz. Really cool, um, you know. Um, his his list was really weird. I'd never played against it before. Yeah, don't you favorite Russ? It's the one where they're immune to battle shock um, if they're and they can pile in six inches if they're in there. Um, yeah, yeah, I did one. Yeah, yeah, that was that was really cool. Um, it was a really good game, um, Luke. I kind of, I got like essentially leap push forward and I just got first turn charge with the star drake, rolled big on the run, run charge straight into 30. I think he had like 40 ghouls on the, on his, in his deployment zone. I just put the star drake into one. He moved forward on the next and I got a 12 inch charge with the formulators and put them into the next one. In fair, like flesh eaters struggle with armor. They, they just yeah. can't get through it really. So yeah, they don't but have the, a lot of rend in the army. They don't have any it's shooting. a good matchup for all these like minor lessons, definitely. And anyone yeah. who can take out their heroes is going to shut the army down fairly easily. And you've got a lot of like long range shooting and yeah. rain of stars and alpha strikey type ways of getting to those heroes. And once the courtiers go down, the army really does just fall to bits. Yeah, I think he had like he had one uh, dra- vampire on zombie dragon. He killed a few bits. I think he got about four hundred points off me, which was, you know, was pretty pretty cool considering that you know at one point he thought that. I was going to table him, which, you know, I didn't, which was, you know. Um, but, no, it was good to play Luke. And then, like, last game I was playing Laurie on, like, I think I was on table, I think it's table five or six. Um, and, I, like, I played, last time I played Laurie was at um, Safe Coast, and he, he took a, um, his Sylvan F again with a Lariel, and he sort of, like, took his standard list light, if because he can't get it all to fit. Um 
and yeah, it's the thing is, is that I played a lot of games with Sylvaneff, and I know what can I know how to beat my list with Sylvaneff, and I also know how to you know beat Sylvaneff with the Stardrake list. And you know, I, I don't think Laurie quite expected me to sort of like ram the Stardrake into him like really early, um, because the last time we played, I sat off him because I was playing the mission at Safe Coast, um, the sort of like the box mission, um, and this was on Star Strike, um, and yeah. Um, Everything went my way again. Um, got the, the the priorities when I needed it. Um, Laurie made a couple of little mistakes that I think he wouldn't have normally made. Like he, I charged the Forminators into his one up rerolling one, sorry, two up rerolling one Tree Lord Ancient, and um, and Laurie didn't retreat it. I went in knowing I'd do no wounds to it, and went on the charge. Um, um, so I shot it, charged it, did a couple of more wounds with the shooting thought Laurie would retreat out of combat, didn't retreat out of combat, and then obviously the Forminators just et it with his with his breath weapon in the next turn because they do two more wins apiece. D three yeah. shots and it's just like that's his tree lord ancient went down. Um I think Alario took out the the Star Drake eventually, but um, you know, it wasn't really that close. Like Laurie's in my points has got like zero zero three four and I'm like zero two six eight ten with the on the, the on the victory points, um, and that was my two hundred sixth game with Stormcasts as well, um, which wow. is quite cool. Yeah, so um, yeah, and um, played. I thought I played really well after the game against Matt. I thought I played a bit badly against Matt, but um, but yeah, overall, I got the luck of the draw. I think, like you know, I got the rub of the green with to, to finish what I did, and you know, got two sport close, which is quite nice. Um, and yeah, I think if I'd have come up against the Zinch Army, I think I probably would have lost. Um, just because it's just a mortal wound output, and I've got like a key model that is like quarter of my army's points. Um, but yeah, the, the list performs exactly the same way as it did before. Good against loads of like good against infantry. I mean, yeah, it doesn't kill monsters particularly well, but even then, I think Star Drake does an all right job. It just doesn't go well against you know anything with high high armor saves. So, like you know, you don't really want it to be fighting a tree or ancient. You want it to be fighting, you know. Save. Yeah, you know, and like you, you want it to be fighting men, and like at the moment, everyone's taking loads of men, which is really good. So, yeah, solid. Um, so it's quite interesting that the sports was the tie break, wasn't it? So, um, in terms of the because uh, obviously, Mark Wildman, the sheet I'm looking at, he, he, his results were removed, um, which I'll touch on in a minute. Um, but basically, the sort of sort of third. 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th and 11th place were all on the same tournament points um, and the separator was sports whereas Carl and yourself had 2 and then VPs and Carl had a whopping 9,200 victory points with his Fire Slayer army ridiculous um, put him in ridiculous. third um, crazy I mean just look at it look at it. it's 1340, 1880, 1980 2000, 2000 what did I get for like my, my tournament points just out of interest? Uh, six thousand seven hundred and ninety. So, no any ridiculous. No. If you if if the second tie break was on victory points rather than sports, um it would have still been Carl in third, but then it would have been um Nikki, then it would have been Byron, then it would have been Joe Purcell, then it would have been Ricky Me. Um, then it would have been you, so yeah. it made quite a big difference. It's like you know, around that sort of top ten, 
the sort of those places were because it was a bit of a strange tournament because it's five games and it's like you get ten for a major. It's like it's kind of it's almost like win loss draw. Um, yeah, it, um, it skewed things around a fair bit, didn't it? Yeah, it does. And um, I think I mean we've talked about our list and everything, and I think we can we can talk sort of roughly around um, the event itself. So in terms of um, the actual results, um, Dan Ford took the event out with his his uh, daddy murder host, I suppose we should use that term. The big boy murder host. Yeah. Which we did call on the previous show. Yes, yeah. we did. Yeah. We did say um, he was going to win it. So five majors and two sports votes um, and a paltry 5,600 killing points. Um, first position, and then Tony Moore, um, second place with Disciples. So, you know, again, five majors, only one sports vote. That's what you get for not being a nice guy, Tony. Um, <laughs> yeah, Tony. <laughs> it was quite funny when he said it was tiebreak was on sports and Tony's face went a bit red. It was quite funny. He was like, oh. Actually, Tony <laughs> is actually a really nice guy. but uh, Yeah, he is. I think. And then uh, Mark would have been third, but actually... Um, his list was illegal because um, he had allied in a compendium model, which can't actually ally in, um, which I think was the Chaos Dragon. Chaos Dragon, um, yeah. And so, which was the old Gorak Zinch Dragon, which he allied into yeah. a Zinch army, but no longer was Zinch. I think um, that's an right. app, an app or something. That he built it on. Yeah, he built it on the app, the Azure app, and in the yeah. app, it was it in that section. Yeah. yeah. So. Wow. Yeah, it was uh, it was deemed that? I mean, fair play to Mark for being. Yeah, yeah, good it. on Mark yeah, for he, you he, know. he asked to be removed from the results because yeah. he approached things in exactly the way that people should. I think um, he got a bit of a he got a standing ovation for that. He I think in the right manner. I think, like you know, at the end of the day, it's a shame. It's a bit of a technicality. Um, it's the first event um, yeah. since the handbook was out and these sort of things. You know, it's a sort of lesson, isn't it, to double check everything like that? And I always use the book and pen and paper generally. And yeah, I think it's a bit of an odd. Sad kicker is the Chaos Dragon was rubbish, made his list worse. He just took it because it looked nice. Like it could have just been more Skyfires. (laughs) Yeah, but you don't, you don't know, do you? You don't know what it did in the games, or it's it's hard to say. But um, yeah, so. Unfortunately, that that did actually mean that Carl Smith ended up in third place, which is, uh, I think, it's really good result for him of his Fire Slayers and uh, free Magnadros. Yeah, free Magnadros. But Fire Slayers are an army to watch. I think you're going to see some armies cropping up that are going to absolutely wreck people. Um, and then you obviously had our own Les in, and then Ricky May with his um, really Slayers. really good Skyborne Slayers. Um, then you said like Sunesh and Bone Splitters and Byron. Then it was Joe Purcell and Mike with Disciples. Uh, and then a Seraphon army up in 12th, Stuart Calendar. And then another Disciples of Zinch army. So there's quite there's a lot seven, of Zinch in the top. Seven in the top 20 Disciples. Yeah. So then Sedge coming at 16th and Jan at 18th, which is one is all one place up actually. But yeah, so pretty, pretty decisive amount of zinch in the top 20 to be honest um to note two-thirds of the zinch in the entire tournament appeared in the top 20 yeah still uh still extremely strong um but yeah just got it painted now i think that's the biggest thing like people when it came out a lot of people said it was strong 
um, all of us included, and people asked why it wasn't winning anything. And it's like people have lives and it takes a while and people, some people don't take stuff until they practiced with it. Um, but I think now a lot of people have got armies done. They might have got a little bit smaller because things got more expensive. So they were in, they were in force at the tournament and absolutely stomped it. Yeah, they were, they're definitely very good. I think we'll probably, um, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, maybe in another show when we talk about Facehammer. Um, but basically I think Zinch are one of those armies that are one of the best match play armies you can, you can have at your disposal. Um, for the time being, I think they are. Yeah. Until... Ian can do a very short show on how to beat it with lists like ours. <laughs> yeah, uh, just just don't play it, Ailes. Yeah, yeah, just just avoid just it. avoid playing it. Get yeah, same That's my um, advice too. Or do a Kieran Harper at the Six Nations. Yeah, yeah. Put the Drake did... Scott, get lucky, double turn, charge, get a big charge, and kill everything. Yeah, that that works. Um, <laughs> but. I think I think overall, um, I mean, we'll talk about Peyton in a sec, but um, so obviously those are the placing. So then obviously we have Best in Alliance, which is done on just kill points. So Chaos was Pano himself. Um, then Carl Smith with Fire Slayers, no shock. Bastards. And then Death was me. Me. And then Destruction was Nicky Myland with his Bone Splitters. So uh, not not too bad. Yeah, eight thousand three hundred for him, which in any other tournament would have been like that's good, but um, yeah. obviously Carl did something something bad with order with his. Yeah, did did broke the game. Just no, to kill not. that much stuff in five turn rounds is impressive. If it was done on um, gained versus conceded, I think my army would have been right up there, but it's not, which is a shame. <laughs> Yeah, you mean like given up to gained difference, you mean? Yeah, I think I gave up about 2,000 in total, I think. And Ricky took most of them from me. Or 1,500. Ricky took a lot from me. I gave uh, up very little with my army. My army, yeah. it's a very weird one that all the stuff that's expensive is actually really hard to kill. Um, and all the cheap stuff... It, it just doesn't it just doesn't really add up. You sort of lose. <laughs> you end up with like one or two spirit hosts left alive, and there's just no points for them. It's like, they're, and they're a real pain in the ass to actually get rid of free spirit hosts. Old school MSU, isn't it? But yeah. with a, like a damage contingent in the Mongol. Yeah, I really like it. It's all good. Uh, and then painting, I suppose we should talk about that, shouldn't we? Mm-hmm. Strong. Yeah, yeah, strong. I was quite pleased to get a best army nomination. Um, Especially when my army wasn't really, it's not like I'm. I went out to paint an army to a high standard. I I just did a gaming army, but yeah, yeah but it was still it was still a very super, clean, super solid. Yeah, clean, well presented, nicely based. All looked just. It looks complete, like an army. Is you know, there's no reason why I shouldn't have got one. No, I mean I know that, but I mean I think for me, um, what I really. I was really motivated after I painted it. I felt I, lo- I loved I loved the look of it. It looked I liked the um, just just doing the airbrush blending of Celestia Grey over over like the the washes stuff. I didn't actually brush highlight anything. 
on the actual spirits and I think they look really they come out really nicely it was just it just do you know when you get on the airbrush and you just get like the perfect mix and it comes through in the perfect way and you're just like oh this is just I wish I could yeah. paint this the, way the, with the pressure color. is there yeah the consistency's flawless there's no spatter it's everything just flows there's no nozzle drying no blockage you just that that perfect 10 minutes of spraying you're like oh I wish this mix would never end and then it runs <laughs> yeah. out right at the end of the model where you're like oh I've done nine out of ten dudes <laughs> Luckily, I made a massive pot of this stuff because I bought some uh, big sort of dropper bottles from Element and I mixed up a massive batch of it so I wasn't going to run out. Um, but yeah, I mean, but I have some really nice armies on display and Ian Gilmore took it out with his Iron Jaws and then uh, Rob Ellis in second with his um, uh, sort of, I guess it's mostly Wood Elves. It's um, a Wood Elf mix, isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, and then... Um, Sam Bottle in third of his like eclectic mix of really nicely painted models. It's just loads um, of random mixed, order yeah. stuff. Mixed order. His, um, I was looking at his uh, his Quadron uh, Overlord. Oh um, god, they're so good. And uh, I thought it was really funny where he got the inspiration for the color scheme is actually like from an X wing. <laughs> 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 so I thought it was quite interesting. Um, and then the judges' choice went to you, didn't it, Byron? Yeah, I, I didn't even realise that was a thing. So when when Chris mentioned turquoise, my ears pricked up. I was like, eh? and um, yeah, it was a like I was completely surprised because I I didn't expect um, in that area of the country with the people who are attending with an army that's been to a fair few events. Even though I'm a podcaster, um, I didn't <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect to um, in joke. Uh, I didn't expect to get anything, so I was pretty pretty stoked at that um really nice to uh to get some recognition for the techwise peeps yeah and there was uh there was best sports went to john green who also got an army nomination as well and seemed like a fairly nice bloke after speaking to him um he came up and chatted to me and he seems like an absolutely lovely chap i'm not sure if he's at facehammer um quite a few people came up and said hello generally played a couple of new players who knew the podcast or didn't know the podcast um but there are a lot of really nice people at the event yeah it was um it was really good i had a very good time uh, i wish i didn't quite drink so much on the friday night but hey ho mistakes were made um nando's was 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 interested on the saturday because I, so, I got to that point i was so hungry and dehydrated then i had this confusing moment of of oh, okay i have they have to explain how it works because i've never been to one so uh I just wanted food at that point, so I just was like, just just give me chicken. Um, yeah, it was good. It was good fun. Um, I I think for me, like the the Nighthorn army, I probably will end up taking it to the final just because I can't be bothered to pet anything else. Um, but it's not it's not like an army that I think, oh yeah, that that's that's an army that can take out events. You know, it's just. I more still think you'll do fun. well at the event. Yeah, I still think you'll win three, four out of six games happily at, at the final. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's it's an army that that will it can compete, like, but it needs the luck of the draw, and it doesn't quite have the edge. I think with an army like Disciples, you can get away with bad luck because you can just remove it by going Destiny yeah. dies, Destiny um, dies, and it's so strong in other ways. You're just like, well, you can kind of mitigate the bad luck or the draw it's, because you've it's got for those stuff there like they don't really have a tanky unit except they can make units they need to 
pass their bravery tests automatically so they can tank when they need to or if they go into the law of change they're like oh i've got i've got to pass these four or five like rend to attacks i'll just use these fives and sixes or whatever and just i'll just tank all the damage because I'm, i know i'm not going to fail any saves yeah it, it just removes all the all the luck factor and just makes them so strong so it's like that key charge oh, i just not yeah. going to fail that one this game yeah um, you know. To note, hilariously, Tony didn't use. I think he told me that at the end of every single one of his games, he still had at least six fate dice remaining, and in most of them, he had ten, or like a, like two or three of them at the end of the game that he'd won. He had still had like ten dice left or something, yeah. um, which is ridiculous. Obviously, he had a spell to make some, but he was uh, he was playing an even more reliable version of the reliable list with backup and playing it very well. Yeah, I think it was uh, it was really good. So that's basically all we're going to talk about on Blackout. I think um, so. You know, we've covered that, but I think it was quite interesting from a first General's Handbook 2017 event what lists were um, prevalent. So uh, we we kind of called the um, you know the murder host coming in, but it's nice to see fire slayers up there. Um, and Zinch very strong, and there's a Seraphon army sneaking up near the top as well. Um, so yeah, quite interesting. So um, we'll see what happens at Facehammer. But any predictions, guys? Do you want to just for Facehammer? Yeah, Dan, so Dan's going to win with the Murder Host again. <laughs> oh, just just straight in there, straight in there, raw. He's going to get this Facehammer and the GT. Do you reckon? Yeah, I reckon he could do it back back to back five. Tournament wins in a row. I reckon Dan could with Murder Host. Wow, he that's... he knows what he's doing. He is strong and he knows what he's doing. So it uh, it's a thing. Although at Face Hammer, Jack is going to be rocking some nice order list. So I don't want to mm-hmm. spoil that. But potential flat to win. I'd love to see Sam Davies win it and get a back to back Face Hammer win. Reigning he's, champion. He is boring my list. I know. I was going to say Stormcast have always got a chance. Like, yeah, and I mean, particularly people yeah. just taking the same list that they know how it works. Um, and I think because he's already won it once, he will really try hard to win it again. So, yeah. just depends it, if he's drinking, right? Yeah, not didn't stop him last time. Not drinking. He's off the booze at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. That <laughs> didn't, that went out the window on Friday. Yeah, Friday night at Thingy. Oh yeah, I'm not drinking this weekend, but you're drunk now. <laughs> yeah, that was. Like, I might have been. Straight. Partly to blame. Stockport. You don't want that again, do we? No. no. It'll be right. I think I might have been slightly to blame for getting starting him drinking on the Friday. Oh well. Oh well. Um, face hammer. Yeah. <laughs> Your um, predictions then? What for me? Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure. I'm not even sure who's going to be honest. But um, if I I I know that if Dan. Mitchell gets his army painted. I would quite like to see him podium with pestilence. Yeah. Um, or at Call least top ten for him. I think he's a solid bet. Or topple I... Dan Ford's reign of terror. If he plays Dan Ford, I think he beats him. <laughs> I think pestilence beats him. Because we we spoke and I've got. I said to him about his list and I said, "Oh, there's some stuff you can do. It's a bit sneaky, but it's quite good against murder host. So if that he takes that peasant sum, he gets it done and he ends up playing the murder host. I think he could beat Dan Ford uh, making the way for somebody else. Um, obviously, Alex Harrison's coming. 
Um, he's been solid. He hasn't been around for a bit. Um, Gary Percival's pl- coming as well, isn't he? I think he? he's coming. Um, oh, no, I don't think he is, actually. Oh, he's not. Okay. Um, no. But, I mean... Overlords? No. Joe, Joe's bringing Overlords, but I think he not... should have just taken... Taken Zinch. I think Joe's Tony... just not good enough to to win with with. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, no, I don't know. Like, I mean, I think I think it's Tony all... is going though with yeah. Zinch. Yeah, that's yeah, a Tony, that's a Tony win, potentially take out, that list yeah. more than I think more than anyone else at tournaments as well. Do you know what I'd love to see win Kieran or Tomlin with Iron Jaws? Be yeah. badass, wouldn't it? Yeah. It's... Either those two. Ricky's coming as well with yeah. the old Skyborn Slayers so potentially. Could, could yeah, which I'm supplying as well. Um then, you know, I mean I think there's a lot of armies going that there's a lot of good players. Um I think I think for me, if I was gonna hedge my bets and pick an army that's gonna podium or win, it's Disciples of Zinch. Um Stormcast is close second to that. Um and Dan's the X Factor with his uh, Blades of Corn, but it's not Blades I, of Corn, I, which upsets it's not, me. Is it's it? Chaos, um, which I, upsets I me. I think he'll, he'll think he'll take it. Yeah, I got he, faith. Dan Mitchell's an outsider on a podium. I would love to see Pestilence on a podium, but oh, I I don't know. Amazing. But I think I think it's going to be really interesting. I'm really looking forward to next weekend, just walking around the atmosphere, seeing the games going on. I think it's going to be great. Um, yeah. I can't wait to sit behind that desk. Yeah, oh, best yeah. place for you. Get that spreadsheet yeah. on the go. I just just do a full week at work, sat behind a desk, and go to a tournament and sit behind a desk all weekend. Can't wait. No one wants to talk to you anyway, Terry. So okay. it's fine. That's fine. I'm <laughs> sure people will come and interact with you when they wave their bits of paper so, at you. Yeah. If if you're new to uh, Face Hammer and stuff, make sure you come and say hey. I know there's a lot of people from like uh, TGA that have, that have come in that perhaps might not have been going to a tournament before so make sure you come and say hello to russ uh and, and byron don't bother talking to me i don't care and and please tell us your name don't just start yeah, talking say, to us yeah, introduce like, yourself like and then you know us but we don't know again. you if you get yeah, a second time because i'm awful with names and i always feel bad so I'll, I'll just start off with what's your name again yeah we're like yeah. who are you why are you talking to me what you want all right okay now <laughs> why do you think you like me already yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right so um I think that about wraps up for this show. Um we're not yeah. we're gonna um obviously do face up and do some coverage. We're not gonna do um quite as much coverage as we haven't got our uh, man behind the camera this time and I haven't Yeah, really but I think time. you guys can do some of the camera, can't you? I have yeah, to, I haven't even looked at how to do it, to be honest. So I might have We'll learn how to do it in the car on the way up, it'll be fine. Yeah. Do some live walkarounds and stuff like that. I'll um, bring all the gear and I'll have no idea so what could go wrong. Yeah, that's fine. We can periscope it off, like um, on Twitter and stuff, can't we? So Mate, I, we bought, I bought a really expensive bit of kit. I'm going to use it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just use it. It'll be fine. Just point and click. Well. It's not hard. Yeah. Him is pretty handy with that type of stuff. We'll see if we can get him to help us. Liam's out. like raging now. Point and click. It's not hard. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's not. He's, Liam's not actually there. So unfortunately, yeah. so. Um, but we can. Um, we'll, we'll we'll see how we'll go it goes. And we we're, we're thinking about doing a special. Uh, special thing on the Saturday but we don't want yeah. to announce that just yet until we work out logistics of that but that'd be quite good if, if it happens it'll be awesome yeah fingers crossed we can get, pull it off it can what's well, this what oh we'll tell oh, we don't we you don't know yet he knows we'll tell you in a minute Byron okay right oh excited now 
on that note, um, thanks for listening. Um, we'll speak to you soon, and uh, hopefully you enjoyed that. And uh, you know, you know how to get in touch. Check out the coverage this stuff. weekend. Yeah, yeah, don't be too disappointed if we don't manage to pull off the cool thing because you know. Stuff. Yeah, but no one knows what it is yet. So if we do anything cool, we'll just blag it and say it was that. Be fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, true. I'll do a handstand, and that'll be it. Done. That's pretty cool. Or just gin mist. There we go with that. Yeah. Right. Amazing. Okay. Right. Thanks Thank for listening. Um, we'll catch you all soon. Bye. To make sure you don't miss out on any more Hammer to Your Face, subscribe to us on iTunes, add our RSS feed to your reader, and follow us on Twitter at FaceHammer underscore. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to give us some feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. <laughs>